the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Our enemy, the devil, is, is watching and looking for an opportune time to attack us. And frequently, the enemy attacks us immediately after a victory, immediately after a success, immediately after a win in our lives. Be on guard against the attacks and schemes of the enemy. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you the importance of keeping on the armor of God. It's vital as a believer to always keep your defenses up, even after a victory or a success. Pastor Dan urges you to stay on guard and alert. The enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He is always looking for an opportune time to attack. Stand firm in the Lord. Take everything to the Lord in prayer and walk in His light. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 14 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 14, and we left off last week at verse 17, where it says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him, to meet Abram, at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him. And then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine and He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And Abram gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshgal, and Mamre, let them take their portion. All right, so now here in Genesis 14, in the first half of the chapter, uh, Abram defeated the, these four armies from the north, from the land of Mesopotamia, that were commanded by a king named Chedorlaomer, that's referenced here in verse 17. 
And as you, if you were here, you know that Abram defeated these four armies with just 318 men that weren't really soldiers. They were his servants that he had trained to fight. And with just 318 men, he defeated uh, the armies of, of four kingdoms. And the victory was, was simply a miracle of God. Uh, God just delivered those kingdoms into the hands of, of Abram. There's no other explanation for it. So now he has this great victory. The battle is over. Abram is on his way back home. Hundreds of miles he's got to travel. On his way back home to Hebron, or Hebron as we would say around here. He's got this victory. And, and while he is on his way home, Abram faces a temptation. After the battle, after the victory, he faces a temptation. We have an enemy. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, we're warned to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Our enemy, the devil, is, is watching and looking for an opportune time to attack us. And frequently the enemy attacks us immediately after a victory, immediately after a success, immediately after a win in our lives, at, at a time when we, we wouldn't expect an attack, at a time when uh, we, we would think we can let our guard down and we can relax because the battle's over, we won, we won the war, we've got the victory. We've been successful. Now it's time to celebrate and rejoice. And it's at that time often that the enemy shows up to tempt us. You know, in the book of Joshua, after God delivered the city of Jericho into the hands of Israel, remember the story of Jericho and, and, and God, it was another miraculous victory that God provided for his people where they just marched around the walls of the city and they lifted their voices and shouted and and, and the, the walls of the city came tumbling down. And God gave Israel their, their very first victory in the promised land. And right after the victory, there was a guy named Achan. And Achan was tempted to take some of the spoils from the city of Jericho for himself. And he did, and he hid them in his tent. And it cost Israel greatly. The very, the very next city they came to, Ai... They were defeated. And so uh, after this amazing victory at Jericho, this, where, where God just showed up big time and gave them this victory, Israel experienced a humiliating defeat right after it. Why? Because after the victory, Achan was tempted and he failed. He fell for the temptation. And again, this, quite often, we've, we've got an enemy, the devil, and quite often, he will come to tempt us right after the success, right after the mountaintop, right after the victory. When maybe we're, we're you know, caught up a little bit in, you know, rejoicing in what just happened, what we just came through, and how good God is, and how he delivered. And we let our guard down a little bit, and, and, and the enemy sees an opening. He sees an opening there. That's why Peter tells us to always be sober, always be vigilant, always stay alert. Don't let your guard down, ever. 
Because our enemy will seize the opportunity to put a temptation in front of us. And that temptation, if we fall for it, it undermines the victory. It undermines the victory. Just like that. The, the victory just kind of evaporates because of the failure. Andrew Bonner, in his commentary on Genesis, said, Let us be as watchful after the victory as before the battle. And that's, that's good advice. We need to be just as watchful and vigilant after the victory as we were before the battle began. Because before the battle begins, like, you know, we're geared up. Our mindset is in, like, wait, there's a battle. We know there's a battle coming. But after the victory, the enemy might come. After the success or the big win, whatever it may be, the enemy will come with a temptation. So again, verse 17 It says, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him. Now, a couple of things we want to say about verse 17 here. Uh, First of all, so the king of Sodom comes to meet Abraham or Abram as he's returning back from the battle. If you look back in verse 10, in verse 10, we're told that during the battle against Chedorlaomer, in which Sodom and Gomorrah were defeated and captured, uh, it says the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. It doesn't say the armies of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. The kings fled. In other words, in the heat of battle, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah abandoned their armies on the battlefield to save their own necks. And they fled and allowed their armies to be defeated and taken captive. And that, that just shows the, the kind of men these kings really were. And so now the battle is over. The victory is won. And, and who shows up? The king of Sodom. And the king of Sodom goes to meet Abraham to make Abraham an offer. To make a deal with Abraham. He's like Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. <laughs> and, and again, this is what our enemy does. He'll show up and try to make a deal with us. Try to negotiate to get us to compromise. And we're told, the other thing here that's important, remember geography is always important in the Bible. It's it's never random. There's a reason why God tells us locations of events. And, and, And here in verse 17, we're told the king of Sodom met Abraham in the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's valley. Now, the valley of Shaveh, where is that? It's, it's in modern-day Jerusalem. Uh, it was not called Jerusalem in Abraham's day. It was called Salem in, Jeru- in Abraham's day, as we're going to see. But the Valley of Shaveh, is, it's in modern-day Jerusalem, and it is where the, the Kidron Valley, which runs between you know, the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount, it's where the Kidron Valley comes down to the southern part of the city and where it intersects with the Hinnom Valley. So where those two valleys meet, just south of the old city of Jerusalem and south of the city of David, for those of you that have gone with us, remember when you go through the city of David and you come out of the Pool of Siloam, that's the southern tip of the city of David, and just below that is this this valley where the Hinnom Valley and the Kidron Valley meet, and it's there, that's that's the Valley of Shaveh or the King's Valley. Now I I have a picture for you that I want to show you. So this is what it probably would have looked like in Abraham's day. 
Uh, I, I painted this last night, by the way. I was up to like one o'clock in the morning painting this thing. No, not really. But you can see you got the Mount of Olives over there on the right-hand side. Mount Moriah, that's the Temple Mount. You've got the city of Salem, the original city. So that becomes the city of David, that little kind of peninsula that's sticking down. And you have the Kidron Valley that comes between the Mount of Olives and Mount Moriah. And then you've got the Hinnom Valley coming across like this. And down there where they meet, just below the city, the old city, that's the valley that we're talking about here. One other thing, too, if you notice how it forms kind of a, a W shape, do you see that? That's kind of like a W, the whole city. You guys see that? That is just like the Hebrew letter Shem, right? And, and the word Shem means name, right? And in the Psalms, God says, I will put my name upon the city of Jerusalem. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And you actually see the way the city's laid out, it's laid out like the letter Shem, which means name. That's just extra credit stuff. That's not going to be on the test. You don't have to worry about it. So, but that's sort of what it would look like. And you can see uh, Abram's returning with Lot up there uh, by the Mount of Olives. You see the king of Sodom coming up from the south. They're going to meet near Salem. You see Melchizedek coming out of the city of Salem. So that gives you a general idea of what it probably looked like. Now, what's important for us about this location, because this location where they're meeting is significant to the story, not only because it's, it's the future place of Jerusalem, but at this point in his journey, Abraham was still 20 miles from Hebron. He's still got 20 miles to go. So he, he's just passing through here on his way home when the king of Sodom shows up and met him. And they, you know, they just, this is where they meet, right? But he's just passing by this area. The other thing, too, is the king of Sodom, Sodom is like 50 miles south of Salem. So this, this king travels 50 miles north to Salem to meet up with Abraham. They're nowhere near Sodom. He, he, in fact, he walks past Hebron. Hebron would be closer. It'd be better to go wait for Abram to show up at his home. But he, he goes past all of these. Nowhere near Sodom. Now, why, why do I point that out? It, because Abraham was not expecting to bump into the king of Sodom at Salem in the valley of Shaveh. And Abraham probably thought, what in the world are you doing here? So far from home. I, I didn't expect to see you here. You know, years and years ago, my wife and I were dating. We were in an airport one time, very, very early in the morning. It was like six o'clock in the morning. And we're sitting, and Richard Simmons was sitting next to us. 
Never expected to see him right there, you know. And, and by the way, he had the whole uh, tank top and short shorts on, just like he does in his videos. And here's the really bad thing. My wife and I were sitting and eating a Cinnabon, right? It's probably the only time in my life I've ever had a Cinnabon. And Richard Simmons shows up, of all people. But, you know, here's, here's the point for us. Our enemy will ambush us at a time we don't expect and in a place we don't expect. Abraham never expected to see the king of Sodom in the city of Salem. And our enemy will show up in a place that we don't expect to tempt us. In a place where we would say, I never thought I'd face a temptation here in this place or at this time not now. So that's where they meet. They're in the valley of Shaveh. By the way, in modern Hebrew, there's an expression to reach the valley of Shaveh. It means to reach a compromise. And they still use that. And they get it from this, this, uh, this passage of scripture because here Abraham was tempted to compromise with the king of Sodom. But watch what happens in verse 18. As the king of Sodom shows up and he's about to tempt Abraham to compromise at that same time, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, that city, that town, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tithe of all that he had. So this mysterious person suddenly shows up right as Abraham was about to be tempted to compromise with the king of Sodom. Our God is always right on time. And he will minister his grace to us at the exact moment we need it. He will send exactly what we need when we need it to withstand the temptation to compromise our faith. He may even send a fellow believer like he did with Abraham. He sends Melchizedek to Abraham. He may send a fellow believer just the right time to to, to fortify you and strengthen you and remind you of what God has done for you and how God has worked in your life. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there's a wonderful promise. It says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Isn't that true? The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. We, we often think nobody's got it as bad as I do, right? It's no different from anybody else. That's why we can relate to each other. And that's why we can minister to each other. And that's why you should never be ashamed to share with a brother or sister in Christ what temptations you may be facing or what struggles you may have. Again, the enemy would have us think, oh, I'm the only one like this. And if they knew what I'm really like or what I'm really struggling with, they'd chase me out of the building. No, we all face the same temptations. We all struggle with the same things. And then it says, and God is faithful. He will, listen to this promise, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. 
He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you could. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That's a great promise. When you are tempted, God will show you a way out so that you can endure the temptation. God is faithful to provide a way of escape every single time. And sometimes the way of escape is another Christian just showing up. Another Christian stepping in at just the right time. And here for Abraham, at just the right time, Melchizedek walks up. Now, Melchizedek has never been mentioned before in the Bible. He just sort of comes out of nowhere. And again, God will provide the way of escape, and sometimes it just kind of comes out of nowhere. There it is. There's the way. And Melchizedek is one of the more interesting and obscure people in the Bible. We're going to We're going to talk some more in depth about Melchizedek next Sunday, but uh, he's only mentioned in a handful of passages in the Bible. The name Melchizedek, it means the king of righteousness. The king of righteousness. Uh, Verse 18 says he's the king of Salem, which later becomes Jerusalem. Uh, The name Salem means peace. So not only is he the king of righteousness, he's the king of, of peace. And he comes out of the town of Salem to the valley of Shaveh. And he, he comes with bread and wine to refresh Abraham. Abraham's on this long journey. He's weary. And so Melchizedek brings bread and wine to him. Psalm 104 verse 15 says, Wine makes glad the heart of man and bread strengthens a man's heart. And so Mel- Melchizedek refreshed and strengthened Abraham with bread and wine. And bread and wine, of course, reminds us of the Last Supper and the new covenant that Jesus Christ instituted with the bread representing his broken body that was broken for us on the cross and the wine representing his shed blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. It says that Melchizedek was also a priest, he's the priest of God Most High. And I think for, for, for Abraham, you think about Abraham, as far as he knows up to now, he's the only believer in the whole land of Canaan. He's the only guy that believes in Yahweh's dwelling in a, in a nation, a land of, of pagans who worship all different kinds of gods. And then well, here, here comes a priest of God Most High, a fellow believer. I mean, how encouraging must that have been for Abraham? You know what that's like, where you bump into another Christian, a fellow believer. And we're told again that Melchizedek was both a king and a priest. And that's, that's an important detail. Kings rule over the people while priests stand before God on behalf of the people. Melchizedek was both. He was both a king and a priest. And that's, that's a very unusual combination to see one man that is both a king and a priest. You don't really see that very often in the Bible. In fact, later on, when God gives his law to Israel, he separates those offices into two distinct groups. And, and, and the kings came from the tribe of Judah. The priests came from the tribe of 
of Levi. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.